and I'll tell you guys since we're, since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo. You're listening to The Grisha Cast. Welcome to GrishaCast, episode 101. In this episode, we will begin breaking down the stories from the book, The Lives of Saints. This is your host, Eric. And I'm Terry from Nashville, Tennessee. This is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A world created by the newly betrothed Lee Bardugo. Moisavayani, casters. Hi. Woo. It is <laughs> nice to be back. It is. So, before we get into it, let's say hello to some listener cities. First, we are going to say hello and thank you to Western Bay, Canada. Ooh, thank you. And next, Dom Moniger, India. Thank Woo-hoo! you so much. So, it has been a hot minute. <laughs> it really has. It's a whole new year. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's we've taken a nice little break. I mean... We did. And, yeah, it just... It feels so weird. I'm glad we're back, but it feels weird to be back in the studio. <laughs> we have to get back into the groove, back into the something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Well, and the hard thing about it, too, is like, I mean, we did finish all the main novels, so we're not even yeah. going back into our normal format. We now are reaching new territory, and it's just... It's a new season. It's a whole new world. It's a whole new. Aw. Oh, it is a whole new. A whole <laughs> new. Are you going to grace us? No, I'm not. No. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. Oh, so what did you do over our break? Well, let's see. I read and I did some. I've read some great stuff, um, but yeah, I I just kind of relaxed. I watched um, watched some shows, hung out with my husband and my kid. Yeah, watched all Ozark. That okay, was, that was good. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I really just tried to chill. We did get some snow, so that was lovely. Yes, that we was... did get snow. We got quite a bit. Yeah, and not just snow, by the way. <laughs> it's um when we get snow. Well, when it is. It's ice. Yes. We get ice underneath, yes. and then we get snow. Mm-hmm. So it's always very treacherous. That, those are the words <laughs> they always use. Yes. Like, how are the road conditions? Treacherous. <laughs> stay home. Just yeah. just stay home and eat your bread egg oh, mixture. Please do. Oh, please eat. <laughs> Send Soups. us all the pictures of your French toast. <laughs> Soups. Yeah, and that is the crazy thing about here. And it's happened twice since we were on our break mm-hmm. that we had two, like, any kind of snowstorm, like, reference here in our lovely city. Um, people will go crazy. And they go, and pretty much it's like the grocery stores are as if, um, I don't know. I think zo- that's any, like, southern-ish area. Like, my cousin was posting from Indiana, that that was happening. They were about to get snow. And he was like, really, I just need my Gatorade. <laughs> and like everything was empty. <laughs> it's so funny it, because it's weird. They all, it's always the same thing. Mm-hmm. People go crazy with milk, eggs, 
and bread. Yes. So everybody apparently is making French toast. But what do you do if the electricity goes out? You're not going to like toast your bread. You're not going to make French toast. You're not going to cook your raw eggs. And then your milk's going to go bad. Exactly. So I don't understand why we're doing that. I don't either. (laughs) That's my exact point. I was like, those. you've got two perishable items. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know. You know what doesn't go bad? Candy. Chocolate. Chocolate. That's what we should be focused on, people. Yes. The important things when you're stuck in the house. Some chips and dip. Oh, <laughs> so, that's your thing. I know. You <laughs> are a chips and dip girl. You some would... chocolate. <laughs> Maybe some cake. <gasps> I oh. mean, the important things, people. You know what is crazy that happened that I didn't... Okay, so... I didn't mean for this to happen, but it was great. I was happy. Um, I can't remember if it was the first snowstorm or the second, but I decided I never made a roast before, and I wanted oh. to um, really badly. Come on, Betty Crocker. Mm-hmm. Yep. I got my crock pot out and, um, yep, went and had to go find that kind of meat, <laughs> um, and that's been my problem before, by the way. Um, uh. I Yeah. I one time before thought I could figure out how to make a roast. And what did I end up serving, Chris, that I didn't know until we were eating it? Corned beef. (laughs) It was rubbery. Oh, you tried. Yes. So this time I did get a little help from my friend, Carmita. I know she's not listening, Um, but her and her mother helped me out. And, um, yeah, I got this recipe and I went and picked out this big old piece of meat and, um, yeah, I put it in the crock pot and like it cooked for like 24 hours and that happened to like fall right on like when the snowstorm happened. Oh, perfect. So when we were all stuck at home, I was sitting there just enjoying my roast and potatoes mm. and it was so good. If Chris could actually speak right now, he would vouch and say <laughs> that was good because for someone's first roast, I was very much impressed. Um, well, good job. Mm-hmm. My favorite was the potatoes, though. And now oh, I'm the back. Tater- taters are the best thing in the world anyway. Oh, my gosh. And sitting, like, and cook mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good. Although carrots are really good, soaking up all that stuff, too. They are. But, you know, yeah. my um, child hates any kind of vegetables. So I did. Tr- you know what? The whole purpose was to try to get him to eat it. And he didn't have any of it, actually. <laughs> I just realized. And I don't know whether that's because Chris and I just ate it all or whether he just, he probably wasn't interested. But anyways, my first roast turned out well. And oh, good. Uh, I know. I am. I'm excited for the next one because to be honest, I didn't get the right type of meat. I did get something else and it still turned out really good. It's but, in the name. Like rump roast. Yeah. When you go look at the, the meat. Yeah, and see, my problem with that was when I saw that, that that those pieces of meat were really small, and I was like, I "No, don't. that's they that was chopped." You need it the was actual like, like hunka hunka. Okay, yeah, because they were like the one that like I was supposed to get was like that, like it just wasn't that big, and I was on the phone with Carmita, mm-hmm. and then had to FaceTime, and I was like. So wait, you're talking about I need to get that small thing? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, how about this big thing? Like, this is what I really want to get. I prefer to get the big hunka hunka and, like, put it in the middle and then put the veggies around it and then all the liquids and stuff and all the herbs. 
Um, because the inside, what happens is like with the smaller pieces is they get like tougher because they're small, but like when it's a big chunk of, then like the middle is super like moist or whatever yeah. and it, it'll fall apart, you know, after a while, after it sits in there. So, yeah, that's what it was. It was huge. Mm-hmm. And like, um, what surprised me was actually like what we put in there. <laughs> um, I, I never done this before. I guess it was like um, it's called like the Mississippi. It, you used the Hidden Valley um, ranch mm-hmm. packets, yeah, and then an Aju packet, and then pepperoncinis mm-hmm. and butter, yeah, and yeah, that's pretty much mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah, that's and good. I was like, what? Really? This makes it, but it was delicious. Yeah, I loved it. So well, good. Anyway, come on, housewife. I know. <laughs> I, I'm I'm trying. So what do you do? <laughs> um I I had a break from school too. So it was it was a nice break. I worked on the house. I basically deleted a door from my house. Wow. <laughs> uh it went from the bathroom to the kitchen, which is gross and stupid. So I totally got rid of that door. I put a new wall in by myself. Um I did have help with electrical. Uh, well. <laughs> but but other than that, you know, I put the drywall up and I spackled and everything else. So very proud of myself for that. Um, uh-huh. I watched a lot of TV. Hmm. Uh, finally started Breaking Bad. Like oh my gosh. Everybody. You are... <laughs> don't now? come. Don't come for me. It's am, good though. I'm not one of those people that will like watch this like massive, massively popular show when mm. everybody else watches it. Cause yeah. I feel like it's too hyped up. Gotcha. And so I never watched it because I also thought, what is in it like for me? Like it didn't seem like something, um, but everybody kept bugging me about it. And this really um, cool guy at work was like, I I really think you'd like it. Um, so, yes, I do. I, I'm not caught up completely, yeah. but it's interesting. It's fun. I had to take a break from it because eh, it's it, surprising. But, um, but yes, it is surprising. Um, and the uh, the main character that reminds me a lot of my boss so really? the mannerisms, yeah. So except my boss is like a homicide detective. So imagine like that kind of like mannerisms as anyway. So wow. I, I had to go back to work and tell him that he needs to watch it. Um, but he doesn't want to. Uh, <laughs> um, and one thing we're going to just graze over because we're cool. Yeah. <laughs> is I am now newly single. Um, that does not, you know, it's it's not a sad thing and. We're just, we're moving on from there, but it's something I feel I needed to share sure. with all of my friends. And exactly. <laughs> Celebrate. And yes. So. It is time. So for- your girl is dating again in a big, scary world. Oh, girl. It's okay. <laughs> we got you. Uh, no. Because you're fabulous and you're amazing and you just deserve the most amazing person ever. So. I it's just, it's time. Yeah. It's and time for the most amazing person ever. Don't worry. They are out there because you come on. Look at you. You're <sighs> amazing and you're my best friend and you hold me together and yes, I just know that this person that when you find them, it's going to be great. And well, yeah. Thanks. We shall see. And, you know, they do have to, of course, like, I mean, I do have to validate them and, you know, kind of go through it. I mean, once you do, like, you know, yes. it's very important that I <laughs> do like them. Threaten to 
know. To kick them or cut them or. Exactly. So when yeah. you do like get to a point where you're like, okay, a little interested, you just be like, okay, so I have to cut this short, but here is, um, <laughs> you're now going to have to speak with Eric. Um, uh-huh. Yep. So I, you can't talk to me anymore. Um, it's not a fish until you talk to my fish. Exactly. And this fish will read. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Someone hasn't been on the podcast for a minute. Someone just thought they were talking to their good old girl on the phone. But Beep. Uh, I know. And I did that the other day when we were on the phone. You told me that your kids were going to be on, on and I completely forgot about uh, it. Yeah, it's fine. I know. Whatever. Hey. We're moving on. We just are. Just like everything else. <laughs> and I just ran into, you know what? Things are normal. I ran into the mic. So. Well, there you go. Well, so there, that is, yes, that's my news. Well, I think it sounds like we've had a very. Productive? Yeah. Definitely productive <laughs> yes. month. And that was a long month. It really I mean, like, was. But we needed it. We really have been like. Yeah. Going full force. Mm-hmm. And. What's exciting is this whole new year for Grisha Cast is just going to be really incredible. Yeah, it'll be fun to see where it goes. Exactly. And I'm not going to say any more than that. Just it, we got a lot of cool stuff. So, and what I'm really excited about is we finally are getting to the Lives of Saints. Yes. Ah. <sighs> okay. Eric's favorite. Yes. And, um, yes. And... <laughs> I will have the clip next time. I haven't gotten it as a ringer yet, but don't worry. I'm figure, trying to figure out how to make it. Um, but when we in, when we interviewed Lee, she did say that the Lives of Saints was her love letter to me. That and happened. I, I have that. Yes. It's, so don't worry. I'm going to get it, <laughs> and next time I will play it. We're pulling the receipts. Because... I love this kind of stuff. This is my jam when we get into fandoms and like world building is this type of story. When a uh, author takes a a book that they wrote about and then creates it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Like that I love. So I love the fact like and it's called the Story Sanctia if we want to get, you know, real technical technical and um but it's it's great i i couldn't wait for it to come out and it's it's also kind of cool that you know it is a prop in the actual show so yes yeah um i my youngest son sat down and we watched the entire oh the entire season um because there's no way he was going to read all the books but he did sit down with me and we went through the entire season and i was like does that look familiar does that look familiar remember the book that's in my bookshelf and then he was ooh, yeah and then just rolled his eyes at me and you know 14 so what did he think of the show he really liked it i was surprised um i was getting ready for a big like um market thing getting soaps together and he sat down with me and helped me and he just kept saying like yeah let's watch the next one yeah let's watch the next one so that's awesome but yeah he really enjoyed it well good yeah Glad. I think he was surprised <laughs> that he enjoyed it so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I always hype so much stuff up. Um, <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to think. I, does, has anybody at my work actually watched it? Um, yeah, I think there are two people, but it's, it's hard to get everybody else um, just because 
nobody else at my job like is in fantasy like I am and yeah but anyways well that's cool yeah I'm, I'm glad that he liked it so um should we just get on into this we should okay because this is exciting because this is new territory for us <laughs> so we're not like you know we ain't just being like okay now it's chapter 18 and yeah this is different this is because this is a collection of short stories and it's amazing so lee obviously wrote it but what's really cool is it actually has illustrations for each saint and they are done by dan zollinger i think i said that right (laughs) and that's really cool because we this isn't like the only other graphics that we had in the grisha verse before this was the language of thorns which really didn't have like i mean those graphics are different um it was more like design but this is actually like pictures that we can get references from like and you know see a kefta for the first time even before the show came out Mm -hmm. you know so it was really cool um so what do you think like i mean we're the stories like this book, like I mean, were you excited like about it? Like, do you like things that like that are created like this? Things you know, not as much as you. Okay, I know. <laughs> well, obviously, I know. I mean, that's a hard level to be at. Um, <laughs> truth, 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 truth. I mean, I like anything that's um, you know a part of a story and that kind of helps tie things in, and um, so I mean, I wasn't like wedding myself like you were but right um it's fun <laughs> and also you are reading along yeah with us right yeah. now too so you haven't read this uh, like no. i not all of them i've read in bits and pieces um okay. as something would come up i would read like the story so yeah when um this came out at midnight i um before i even had my physical copy i'd finished it <laughs> um but yeah well, it's an easy read too, but mm-hmm. what's amazing about it is all the Easter eggs and really cool things that Lee put in here. Um, so if you have your physical copy, one thing that I had never noticed before is it's like right after the title page, the page where it gives, you know, like all the copyright stuff, there is this, it says, as a wise woman once said, you know the problem with heroes and saints? They always end up dead. In fact, we all end up dead. But people who steal books have a truly miserable afterlife. <laughs> I think that was really creative. That's cute. It is. And you were the one that called it. I was like, oh, I thought that was Bagra, but no. Alina said that. Mm-hmm. It was a discussion between her and Nikolai. Yeah. So I didn't see that until literally last night. Yeah. But um, anyways, going on, the dedication is to those who keep faith with stories. And yeah, then we got a table of contents and then we go right on in. So this is going to be so much fun. I know. I'm such a dork. I'm just so excited about it. So, um, okay. So the way we're doing this is a little different. So you'll see. So um, I am going to do the synopsis for our first saint, which is Sancta Margareta. Okay. So 
Um, the synopsis um, is in Ketterdam, specifically the Garden District. There was a demon that made his home beneath a bridge. And every day children crossed over this bridge in two lines side by side to travel to school and then back home. And one day as the children were crossing over the bridge, they heard this voice that said, Yorgi, Yorgi, you'll be first. All day they heard the same voice throughout their lessons. And they just were like, whatever. So then on the way back home... Um, after they're crossing over the bridge and they reach the other side, dun dun dun, and Yorgi's gone. So <laughs> not Yorgi. I know. And the only one that makes a f- fuss is Maria. Maria's, I guess, his buddy. Maria was like, "Well, he was just right here." <laughs> but um, so, anyways, the kids all go home and tell their parents, but their parents are like, "Uh, well, I mean, sad Yorgi's gone, but it must have been a criminal." Blah, blah, blah. So the next day, um, they're getting close to the bridge. And Maria, of course, is scared um, because, I mean, Yorgi's gone. And right before she gets to the bridge, she hears a voice that says, Do not worry. I will hold your hand and no one will take you. Well, Maria just assumes it's her other gal pal, um, Anna, and grabs the hand. But when Maria reaches the other end of the bridge... Anna's now gone. Whoa. I know. Maria's just can't keep these friends. <laughs> so the parents are all upset now again. I mean, another child's missing, but none of them are paying attention to them saying anything about this voice. Um, so here is a quick quote. But in an apartment above a jeweler shop, Margareta was watching from her window. Her father sold all manner of beautiful things in the shop below, many of them Margareta's designs. She had a gift for the finest details, and the stones she set were brighter and clearer than they had any right to be. End quote. So, introduce our Sancta. Okay. So, that morning, she sees the demon grab Maria. So, now Maria's up, okay? So, I mean, got her two friends. Now, demon's actually grabbing Maria. And Margareta just, she doesn't know what to do. So, she decides she grabs a sapphire and throws it at the demon. And the demon sees it. And he, he, he lunges for the jewel into the canal and throws Maria down. So, um... <laughs> Poor Maria now is just getting beat up. Um, so she tells her neighbors about this demon, but everybody thinks she seems to be sick, um, that you must have a fever. However, the next day she watches as the demon grabs Maria again, and Margareta throws an emerald this time. The demon likes it, but this time the demon throws Maria into a doorway. So, I mean, she is just getting beat up. <laughs> First, Maria loses her two friends, and now she just keeps on getting beat up by a demon. It's just or I hope she makes it through. Anyways, <laughs> Margaret, um, Margareta realizes one day she's just going to be too slow and she's not going to be able to throw jewels at this demon. So she works all night on the special diamond brooch and it's so heavy that she can barely lift it. And she puts it in some kind of like, slingshot contraption is I, I mean I know it's not a slingshot but that's what I yeah something that would throw 
So um, anyway, she's ready. She's watch watching the next morning. The demon jumps out, and she releases the diamond that's huge, and the demon jumps in after it. Um, however, the diamond is so big. I mean, it's massive, so it's just sitting at the bottom of the canal. The demon just wants it so bad, it dr- trying to get it, it drowns, and it dies, trying to just get this diamond. Um, one little fact is the merchant council um, decided that, um, hey, well, you know, what else would we do with the body of a demon that tried to, like, you know, kill our kids? We'll skin it and use its hide and put it on the altar of the Church of Barter. Okay. Hey, <laughs> why not? So that's the end of the, like, well, I'm sorry. Hold on. The end of this story is this quote because it said that many years later, when the great drought came and the canals ran dry, a stash of jewels was found at the bottom of the canal, including a brooch so heavy no one could lift it, and beneath that pile of gems, a heap of children's bones. Every year, lanterns are lit along the canal and prayers are said to Margareta, the patron saint of thieves and lost children. End quote. So. All right. Yeah. What a story. So let's now, you know, let's take a look at this illustration because we finally do have illustrations. So. (laughs) Please turn your books to. (laughs) Yes. Please turn to page. Yeah. I mean, you know. (laughs) Whatever that page number is. is. It's actually. um, Yeah. Number one. Well, no, because Sancta Margareta is page number one. So page um, zero. Yeah. But it is page zero. It is page zero. <laughs> so our first illustration, we have a lovely image for our podcast listeners. Um, we have a lovely image of, you know, just Ketterdam. It's a beautiful bridge. Um, there's people traveling across the bridge. And um, there's this <laughs> massive demon, um, a lot bigger than I expected. Uh, yeah. And... Um, that must be Maria. I'm just screaming. I'm sure her hair's all frizzled. She's, she's, yeah. So yeah, this demon has like horns and like red eyes and a three foot tongue. Yeah. Yeah. That tongue is insane. Yeah. It's gross. You would think that the like, wow. Uh, yeah. But you see, like, I mean, you also see like the, the main part of this is you do see Margareta. She's um got, um, well, see, that's a, that's a blue gem. Gem. Mm-hmm. So sapphire. Okay. I okay. That's a sapphire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome. An, uh, thank. Yep. 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 I got confused. So, anyways, yeah. This is a lovely picture of Margareta just in her window, just trying to save poor Maria before she gets thrown into that wall. And just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, kind of cool. Okay. So, good job. Um, I do like it. Do you see anything that like stands out? That I don't know. I mean, it. I mean, I think the, like, the buildings in the back, we kind of get a, a little sense of, like, the shapes of the buildings. and It's probably the Church of Barter, right? I would think so, yeah. Maybe, yeah. And then, um, you know, under the bridge, I would think that's one of those canals that you would, you know, have a little... Oh, yeah. Drive a little boat. And, you know, for the demon to pick this out as his home, it's actually really not that big. Um, no, because it does say that like he found this and he like picked it out and he's like, this is going to like it. He, it's his home. I mean, compare his size. Right. For, yeah. Like, I mean, for this bridge, I it's mean, it's tall, but like, it's not very wide. 
No, I mean, I can't imagine he's got much furniture or anything back there. I mean, he's, he just sits under the bridge. I don't, does he even sit? Like, I mean, yeah, he just stands or, yeah. He just hangs out there. Hmm. So I guess for him to get the kids, he's got to walk out a little bit. You know, he's got to walk out onto the, like, on, onto the land a little bit. Or maybe he uses that giant, giant tongue like a lasso. Yeah, maybe Lee just left that out. Um, yeah, whiplashes him. So, well, cool. Um, okay. So, next, what is, what do we think the moral of this story is? Don't be a greedy troll. <laughs> hmm. Okay. That's what I would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, parents never listen to their children, you know. The um, the buddy system does not work <laughs> at all. Well, because they they spe- she's in it. It specifically is like the like they're in two lines next to one another. So it's just like the buddy system. But no matter, sorry. And I mean, yeah. Um, I think next maybe demons are just have ADHD. Um. They just can't keep up with what's going on. I mean, one minute they're trying to, he's obsessed with these kids and then a flashy thing. Oh my gosh. You know what that sounds like? Me. Squirrel. I just realized like, I see like holographic glitter, anything. I'm like, Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, so demons aren't the brightest thing. They're not the smartest. Um, hmm. And, I think any other morals? No. Okay. I mean, I would think that it's, it's uh, you know, don't be a greedy, don't be a greedy troll. Yeah, because you'll die. Because you wanted the kids. Yeah. And now you want these jewels, and now you're dead. Yeah. And, I mean, the kids would have made food and, like, actually would have gone a lot further. I mean, these, like, I mean, these jewels aren't, what is he going to do? Go buy, like, I mean, go trade? I mean, <laughs> you know, like, or maybe make some maybe. jewelry? I mean, you know, that would actually make him look a little bit nicer. He does look kind of like... Yeah. like I, I would Maybe like to see... Maybe he'd buy a bigger bridge. You know what? He could. Yeah. Or he could wear the brooch. You know? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I think some good ideas. So, what? one thing that we, like, through reading all the Grishaverse is that it's assumed pretty much that, I mean, all the saints are Grisha. Mm-hmm. So, from our hints... Through this story, what type of Grisha do we think Margareta is? Definitely in the material Akai order. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I think she's definitely a durist yeah. because of the way she works with those stones. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she made the, the brooch. Yeah. That was heavier than anybody else could lift. Yeah. Yeah. And the... Um, the stone, like the the stones, were like shinier than they were supposed to be, you know. Um, yeah. So she's got some stuff going mm-hmm. on. Okay. Um. So, do you have any Easter eggs from this one? I have one that I don't think anybody else probably sees, um, or mm-hmm. even gets it. This probably isn't an Easter egg, even from Lee. <laughs> but for some reason, when I first started reading this, I read the words Ketterdam. And then demon. And I just, for some reason, was like, that reminds me of Kaz for some reason. Like, I mean, I know he's not like, but, you know, yeah. they called him a demon and it's Ketterdam. And I was like, eh. I mean, I know he's didn't 
go and do anything to children. But hey, um, because there's really not a lot of Easter eggs in this one. Um, The only thing is they do talk about the Church of Barter and the Merchant Council. We know about them. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember. Okay, so the Church of Barter is brought up a lot in like, is, um, is it Crooked Kingdom? It's one of them. Um, cause that's the building that I believe is shaped like a hand. Um, mm-hmm. so. Okay. Yeah. It's Crooked Kingdom. Yeah. And the Merchant Council are mentioned, um, which, yeah, of course they've been around forever. So yeah. Okay. So, um, next portion is any references from, does this story have any references throughout the Grishaverse? And no, I don't like I Margareta has not been mentioned in any thing, any other like Grishaverse stories that I'm aware of. And I like I mean, I think it's just this Lives of Saints is the first time we're hearing of her. Mm-hmm. So Okay. Well, what'd you think of Margareta? <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a different take on the Troll under the bridge story. <laughs> hey, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it definitely is. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, there's a song. Oh yeah, because you know, kids. It reminds me of like a a song from um. Gosh, what's her name? Dora, Dora the Explorer. <laughs> I'm what? a grumpy old troll who lives under the bridge. Ha. Oh. Um, I used to sing that when the kids would be grumpy. Um, hmm. but that's what it reminds me of. Well, all right. So all of you probably, if you're in your twenties, you probably watched Dora. So you probably know what I'm talking about. And then if you had kids, then you probably know too. Okay. Yeah. And I, um, no, <laughs> sorry, I missed it, but I really enjoyed your little, yeah. Yeah. You made a cute so, Dora. Oh no. Okay. Well, that was fun. Okay, so let's go continue. Next, we have Sancta Anastasia. Tell me a story. (laughs) So Anastasia was this beautiful girl with red hair and green eyes, and she lived in this place called Simna. Do not even ask me where that is because no idea. Um, Apparently, everyone in town has something to say about this girl. Um, They're like, oh, my goodness, she shouldn't be all sad. Um, she shouldn't be sad about her dead mom. She shouldn't be constantly taking care of her dad because she's so pretty. It's like a waste of your of her beauty to be all like sad and hidden away. Oh well, that's just yeah rude. Everybody, everybody always has something to say. Goodness. Um. So one day, this illness just like sweeps through the village, and it causes everyone to not be able to do like anything, <laughs> like Corona. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so like literally everyone got sick except for Anastasia. Her father got really sick. Who was, I mean, he was already sick, but, um, so he's like dying and she hears this voice and suddenly she knows what to do. She has her dad drink her blood. I mean, duh, that's the only option I would think of. Um, which he said smells like partridge with crispy skin and wine warmed with spices. What in the absolute heck? Wow. So her blood must taste like KFC. Uh, I mean, yes. Crisp- I mean, she's got those like secret spices. Dang. Um, it's all that beauty. <laughs> uh, so her father starts getting better. And this Uh-oh. nosy servant who saw the whole thing has to go spread the tea everywhere. Mm. 
So, of course, everyone comes knocking at the door for her blood. Like, <sighs> come on, girl, you got to save me. So she, like, can't stand to, like, know that she has the cure for everything. So she travels around everywhere, sharing her blood with everyone. And everyone gets better. And she just she heals all these people until the last of her blood was drained from her body and she died. She is known as the patriot saint of the sick and is celebrated every year with little dishes of wine, which, you know, represent and, yeah. her blood. Well, but it ain't. So that's wow. bizarre and very vampiristic. <laughs> yeah. And it's so like, it's sad, especially like, I mean, <laughs> I, for some reason, not that it's funny, but when she like gets into like, for some reason that she decides she wants to go around and save people and get like, and she's in a cart, like, yeah. and they're like pulling her, mm-hmm. like, because she's getting weak, because she's not. Well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you have to know that. I mean, like, I don't know. I just think it's very interesting. Like, I mean, she's like, yeah, I'm gonna go save people. But I mean, there's got to be a li- like, obviously, <laughs> like, I mean, people. I are don't gonna- like. Wait a little bit. Like, let your yeah. blood come back. <laughs> exactly. Because, I mean, isn't the last line, like, she blows away like a husk or, like, yes! I mean, like she literally is, like, nothing. Yeah, she, like, just becomes, like, nothing into the wind. See, and that's... So, the first thing we got to do is look at this illustration. First thing I notice is that beautiful red so this to me is very like Bram Stoker's Dracula to me. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it, that's what it looks like to me. And you can see all the all the dishes of her blood. And I think this uh, picture, this illustration is very um, apt because it's like everybody being greedy. You know, it's like everybody like, gimme, gimme, gimme. And she's literally like laying there, bleeding to death. And they they have a like if you look at those portions. Yeah, that's. I a mean, big those old are portion. that's a lot of blood for like. I mean, I thought we were talking like just a little bit, but wow, these people are really like, Lord. I mean, that's that's a that's a lot. I mean, yeah. If she was at the blood drive, I mean that that much blood would definitely fill up a lot of that. But yeah, this this is very like. Lucy from Bram Stoker's Dracula to me. That was like the first thing I, I noticed it. when I, you know, with the red hair and. The hair yeah. is what's in, I think that's what's so beautiful about this picture. Cause I think it's actually a beautiful picture. Um, it's um, her red hair just brings something out and it almost looks like there's a, it's like she's up against like a night sky. I think like, it looks like if you look at it, like, yeah, the, the, it's very like ethereal. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Wow. She's gorgeous. Um, but so what was she the patron saint? Of, of the sick. Okay. Okay. So, you know, if you get sick, we just pray to Sankt Anastasia and yeah. And drink your wine. Yeah. Tiny dishes <laughs> of it. That reminds me of Passover. Yes. <laughs> but don't forget that wine tastes like apparently um, it's like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with that. Um, gum that he creates doesn't oh, like no which, it's a thing that makes her a blueberry or something yeah it's it's a special gum that like changes the everlasting um, gobstopper thingy yeah like a jawbreaker thing but it like changes into like different flavors yeah but 
whenever it's gotten to that part, I've always thought it was weird when they're, you know, when you're eating candy, I expect it to taste like candy. I don't want it to taste like a full course meal. <laughs> like, I mean, tastes like roast chicken and gravy and mashed potatoes. Like, yeah. however, <laughs> you know, we do have some Anastasia. Um, yeah. Her blood apparently is KFC. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the lesson or the moral of the story, um, I would say it's like, you don't need to give all of yourself to save everyone. Like you have to like save some for yourself, but on the other end, again, it's like, don't be greedy. Like these people were like, (laughs) save me, save me. And they didn't care. They're like just watching your waste away. But I would, I would say this big thing is, is like, you know, don't give all of yourself. Yeah. I mean, exactly. And also eavesdroppers like the servant. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't eavesdrop. No. Because. Don't be nosy. Yeah. But. It ain't your business. It's not. And yeah, she needs to like, I mean, it's two things. She needs to learn that. Yeah. She needs to take time for herself. Time. (laughs) She needs to like save some blood (laughs) um, so she can live. She Um, needs a little me time. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Um, you have to take some me time. Well, if she just took some time, she'd actually be able to generate Save some more, more blood yeah. to be able to give more out. But, I mean, just doing it in just, like, this fashion, I mean, come on. I mean, getting in a wagon and letting people take you from town to town, I mean, no. that's too giving. Yeah. And when you end up being just, like, turning into the wind, <laughs> that's... Ask. Yeah. Because what's her dad going to do now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad he... He's, I mean, he's better, but... Yeah, he's better. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, so I think you're right. It's, um, there's a, there's definitely a line between giving yourself too much mm-hmm. and, you know, making sure. Yeah. And, and then don't be greedy. And, <laughs> yeah. Don't be greedy. Um, so... What kind of Grisha would she be? I think this is like super oh, obvious. Yeah. <laughs> out uh, of, I think out of all the ones well, for tonight, or it's the super obvious one. What do we think? Uh, a healer? Uh, yeah. Duh. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's so. part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> um, As far as Easter eggs go, like not really, but I will say this reminds me of Jesper's mother. Okay. Why? Um, because she goes out and saves all like the village kids and remember she got poisoned from, yeah. So that it kind of ran parallel kind of in my mind. Yes. I I can see the connection between that. Um, yeah. yeah, So that's, um, okay. Um, trying to think if there's any other Easter eggs. I mean, mm. I mean, other than it, like, actually being a part of the story. Yeah. Um, because they do mention Anastasia in King of Scars. Right, right. And that's part of, yeah, that's our references. So, I mean, but yeah. Easter eggs, like, little hidden things. I mean, no, I don't think there really is. I do, um, but, um, yeah, so I don't think so. But, yeah, there's, like, Three little areas in, like, King of Scars. Um, don't need to, like, read all of them, but, like... Um, Some of them are neat, though. Um, yeah. 
um, like there's a painting of Sancta Anastasia in uh, Nikolai's palace or castle yeah. or whatever we want to call it. Um, there's a statue of Sancta Anastasia in Simna, um, which again doesn't really say where it is, but it like apparently weeps blood. So, and that's in King of Scars because I remember that one. Yeah. Because that was like um, when all the like crazy things were happening, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's interesting. I mean, you know, that was one of the weird things. Uh, and then, of course, Inej names one of her knives after Sancta Anastasia. Yes. Yep. And that's going to be a really cool part because, I mean. Oh, yeah, there's a long list. Um, because yeah, we're going to finally get to all of those. Yeah. We're going to get to all of her knives. Yeah. (laughs) Like all of her knife names. Which I love. And, um, hopefully next time we'll be able to have it for you. If not, you can just go back and listen to our interview with Lee, but Lee talks about, um, writing this book and how like some things were really cool. And she mentions how she was able to write the stories for Mm -hmm. all the saints that like, I mean. Yeah, Inej named the knives after, which I think is like, you know, that's really cool. Yep. Hmm. Well. Your turn. Okay. Well, so this next one is Sankt Co and Sancta Nayar. Okay. So this is in Shuhan. Okay. So, and so we're not in Ravka. So we're in Shuhan. Um, and a long time ago, there was a king who just went to war over anything so much that pretty much he depleted their army. Like, they went to war so much, they had no army anymore. Um, So, as every city happens to have, there's a clockmaker. And his name is Ko. And they mention he lives in the shadow of the palace. Um, And he has vowed... I don't know who he vowed this to, but he's vowed that he will use his skill to protect the kingdom. So he works all day and I mean all night merging bone and metal um, to create soldiers. However, these soldiers are special because they're actually clockwork soldiers. So they're made out of like clocks and stuff. By him fusing, yeah, metal and bone and, yeah, so, interesting. It, it kind of sounds cute, to be honest, like, when you first, like, <laughs> okay. read about it. You know, well, it's like, they describe the boots and, like, the little uniforms. Like, these little soldiers, like, in the clock. I think it's cute. Um, so, anyways, when the enemy um, starts approaching, the clockwork soldiers go straight into battle. And the things that I guess, like, I mean are benefiting Shuhan with this is these soldiers never get tired. They never get hungry. They don't seem to get wounded. Um, and Hey, they defeated their enemy. So they go on and the King is so like, I mean, he's just, as I told you, he loves war. So he's like, you know what? How about you just go? I'm not going to stop you. Just keep going on. So he goes and starts like, you know, taking more territory, but happens to get into some territory that he doesn't need to be getting. Um, so he's getting a little greedy, you know, just like our poor people that took Anastasia's blood. So King doesn't stop him. Now, um, 
we um, have a little quote real quickly. Okay, so real quickly, remember the king... um, I'm sorry. Okay, take a breath. Yes. The king decides finally, okay, you know what? I've had enough. I need to stop you guys. I've, I've taken enough territory. I'm tired. So here's a quote. Maybe the clockmaker had not crafted them ears fine enough to hear the king's orders. So what am I talking about? The soldiers don't stop. He can't get them to stop. So they just keep going, these little clocks. The Energizer Bunny. I know. So we've got this soldier, these this group of, like, clock soldiers just going on a rampage. And, of course, there happens to be somebody else. There's a nobleman's daughter named Nayar, and she is watching from her village as these clockwork soldiers start approaching her city. And she, too, has decided to make a vow that she will use every bit of her skill to protect the people. So she goes and she forges and fashions this blade so sharp that it can cut through shadow and apparently so strong it can be laughed at or it can laugh at steel. Sorry, it cannot be laughed at. (laughs) Um, It can laugh at steel. So she takes her sword and goes into a battle with these clockwork soldiers. And after three days and three nights, she gets them all. She kills them all. And she then goes and demands that the king needs to put his crown down. And the king runs away. And ever since then, Shuhan has been only run by queens. And the sword is named Nesh Yenyer. I don't think I said that right, but um, it means relentless and can still be found at the palace of Amrat Jen and has never rusted. So Sankko is known as the patron saint of good intentions and Sankta Nayar as the patron saint of blacksmiths. Hmm. I know that was a very interesting story. <laughs> um, clockwork soldiers. So... Let's um, first take a, you know, let's take a look at this illustration. Oh. A little too far. <laughs> so this image just is pretty much showing us, like, I mean, we're not even going to see um, Ko. I mean, we just see a picture of Sancta Nayar with her, her sword and... Um, that's a fabulous um, outfit. It really is. I, I mean, I love the detail. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the boots. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, those are boots kind of. I mean. They're sure probably they, armor. Armor, yeah. But, you know, the it looks really cute. Um, and we've got to remember we're in Shuhan, so mm-hmm. this is kind of seeing, like, I mean, you know, Shuhan a little bit. And at her feet are bones. You know, I don't really see, I mean. But they've got like ears. Yeah, there are a couple. But see, you know, I almost could mistake them for bones a little bit. But you're right. You do see them. (laughs) Um, Look who, on the right, there's like a leg. Oh, there's a gear. And instead of a a knee, it's a gear. (laughs) Okay, so you're right. Yeah, that is a pretty big gear. Um, So I did expect them to be a little bit more clock-like. Well, Um, it said they were fused together, which... Does that remind us of anything? Fusing? Fusing things into, like, the bones of these soldiers? Um. The care good? 
Oh, yes, you're yeah. right. Yeah, and see this, and that's in Shuhan, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they, yeah. This might be where it started. It could be. So, yeah, it's very interesting. That is, good job, girl. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, and I think this, this is a beautiful picture, but the whole, like, I mean, the center point of this is obviously, I mean, the sword, Nesh whatever. Um, relentless and you know how beautiful Sancta Nayar is and so she obviously is the first queen of Shuhan and it says that in the beginning actually before the reign of the Taban queens Shuhan was yeah so hey Sancta Nayar was probably the first Taban queen that's pretty cool yeah okay so um okay so what do we think the moral of this story is? Um, <laughs> Don't make clockwork soldiers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't create anything that doesn't have an off and on switch. Stop playing God. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, women always know what's best. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Uh a woman and a sword, mm, that that's just its own, like, moral. Don't mess around with a woman and a sword. No. Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah. One, it's, I think it's so hot. Women with weapons and, you know, this sword, yep, coming at you, killing you. Mm-hmm. Woo! And flawless, of course. Oh, yeah. So, and then, um, yeah, don't. Don't create, I think, don't create anything without being able to turn it off. Because, I mean, that was a, like, I mean, if you're going to invent something, I mean, you do got to think through all of the things. And, I mean, that's an important one. I mean, you're going to create a killing machine and didn't think to figure out how to turn it off. That's a big mistake. Yeah. Okay. So, well, Grisha order. Well, I think it's kind of pretty obvious too, because, and I think they're bo- we've got two saints here, but they're both the same. Mm-hmm. They both create something. Yeah, yeah. We got two Durs here, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I love that you um, brought to my attention the Tavkaran. Um, I mean, say the Kergud. Yeah. That is just yeah. I forgot about that. That's really cool. It's very very similar. So that it might is. be. Where they got the idea from, from the, from the story. Yeah. Um, and like few, like, I mean, in the story, like, I mean, they, it's very, it's a little bit more graphic. It says like, you know, they're fusing, like, I mean, this and like, uh, kind of yeah. body. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, because to be honest, when like we got to that part of the Grishaverse, I never expected like, I mean, there to be, you know, flying <laughs> People with metal. With pincers. Yeah. That um that was definitely interesting. Um okay, so Easter eggs, I think we pretty much have kind of tar- already talked about them. I mean, we know mm-hmm. that this is the beginning of where the t- Taban line is. Yeah. Um yeah, that is. So references there is a mention of Sank Nayar in Rule of Wolves. And um it actually is a it's a when they're at it has to do with the palace, Amrat Jen. Um, and 
So I'll read this one part really quickly. I'm not going to, um, it's just, um, one of the six soldiers, the sacred protectors of Shuhan, Mayu knew this temple. She'd been reminded of it when she'd seen the six sided hall at the little palace. It was built as a hexagon, the six entries guarded by slender garnet columns, the statue of Nayar holding her famous sword, Neshyanyer. Um, beneath a roof open to the sky. This was where Mayu had taken her oath when she'd been inducted into the Tavgarad, and this was where she would break it and betray a queen. So, end quote, and that was Rule of Wolves. So, yeah, we just read about that. Yeah, so that we was, did. That was cool. Um, yeah, and I think that that is the only reference that, I mean, yeah, the newer one. So, hey, okay. Okay. All right. Moving on. Moving on to our last story. Oh. Sanct Juris of the Sword. Who dat? <laughs> Sword. Um, okay, so there was a general in the Rothkin army who uh, struggled in the winter during a war with this group of men just, like, dwindling and falling apart. He, like, calls for a retreat. But as they're marching back, their way is just completely blocked with snow. They tried to make camp, but, like, everything is going wrong. The fire wouldn't even burn. That's cold. So he sits there, cursing his luck, going through all the things that happened, just, like, listing them out. He asks, where is Sankt Urien to feed them or Sankt Nikolai to guide them? And um, he and some of his men sat around the busted fire, like, cursing these saints and just, like, spitting. <laughs> Well, that's a good way to get some help. Yeah. But some other men started praying to St. Juris, the patron saint of the battle weary. It says a warrior who had bested a dragon through cunning and strength, new suffering, and might hear the pleas of the soldiers. Suddenly, these men hear wings flapping and the earth like shaking and from kind of somewhere under the ground, there comes like this warm gust um, where the dragon breathed out fire. It warms them enough that they're able to sleep soundly. But when they wake up, they see that the general and all those men that were like spitting are dead from freezing to death. They start on their way again, and the snow is gone, and there's flowers all on the pathway home. It's all magical. Aww. Every year, Juris is honored by placing bunches of red amaranth over doorways and welcoming soldiers and veterans into their houses. So we, it's not really like a story about, like, Juris, really. Nope. It's just about, like, what he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a different take. It is. It's a, and, it's just like a, it's kind of like a fairy tale about the saint, not just like, right. Like where it came from, whatever. So the first thing we need to do is look at that illustration. Yes. And, um, so that illustration is really cool. And, um, because, like, they didn't know it was a dragon that, like, was breathing. They, like, it seemed like it, as if it were a dragon. They didn't really know what that heat was. And this picture is a huge dragon. A uh, dragon. Yep. And obviously that's got to be Juris. Um, and 
I think it's cool. Um, I think it's neat because it gives us just some imagery. Um, and we've heard a lot about song jurors though, um, through our, Oh yeah. Jurors. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but this, it's beautiful. I do think it's neat. Um, his gloves are kind of like dragon scaly. Yeah. He's got scales like all through his armor. Yeah. Um, so it makes you almost wonder, like, I mean, if, was it a dragon or like this picture shows both of them. So, I mean, like, is he riding the dragon? Yeah. Um, you know, and hmm. yeah, it's, it's a dragon and it's a guy <laughs> in blue and he's, he, he looks cold. His face is blue. Yeah. Um, I think there's a good kind of juxtaposition between, um, like this blue guy and then this like red and green, green dragon. So you're you're kind of getting that contrast of like what's really going on there. And is he holding a spear? Yeah, it looks like it. Okay. Well, yeah. So I mean, he looks cold yeah. to me. Like, but I did really enjoy that story. Um, just because I love the fact that it is like I mean, that's what's neat is all these stories aren't just stories about like the actual life of the saint which i think is kind of neat because i think it's almost like um sometimes you don't know their actual story mm -hmm. so like they just know like maybe miracles that they've done or things of them yeah so it's kind of cool yeah so the <laughs> moral of the story uh so at first i was i said don't be an ungrateful cow you know because if men are sitting around like spitting um, but I changed that to count your blessings. Yeah. I I like it. Um, I've, that's definitely one. Um, yeah. And there's something about like, um, you know, not complaining, not, um, not focusing on the bad. So, yeah. Yeah. And if you, if you're in a like pretty, like, I don't know a survival, like a situation where you could most likely not make it through the night. I know you might be mad, but it might not be the best thing to like, you know, I mean, to spit and like talk <laughs> dirty about like saints that could possibly grant miracles that you believe. The that moral of the story is if you're caught out in the snow, pray to a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Being... Pack survival gear, you know, be in the area. Like, I mean, they, for some reason, I imagine they were in a tent, but they're not. Were they in a tent? Were they? In yeah, the six, the six men were. Yeah, so they were prepared. Exactly. I mean, these other people sounded like they were just sitting outside in the cold. I mean, so, and hey, you know, just be prepared for snow. Yeah. Um, dress warm, carry um, survival gear. I mean, enough stuff to make it through a night. I mean, come on. You know, and hey, and you know what could happen? You can, if things turn out right, you can meet a dragon. <laughs> he could warm your bum. <laughs> he could warm your buns. Um, okay, so Grisha order. So this is a, it's not a hard one, but it's a weird one because yes. we know what he said and he, uh -huh. He's the first time that we ever hear about the merging of yeah. Patricia Powers. So I think he's, I think he's. I think it's, this one's a little different. He's an ethereal Kai, but he's also 
a squalor and an, an inferni and a tide maker. So it's it, but yeah, it's a little different. Yeah. Th- this one's a little. He's one of our main. Like, I mean, I don't know. Do you think there's some kind of like patriarchal system of these? Things? Like, I feel <laughs> like he's a main one. Um, people, like, I mean, I know the story. We hear about him a lot in the Grishaverse, and I think that's why maybe this story was so different that we because I mean we read all about his story, how he fought the dragon, mm-hmm. why he fought. Like, I mean, the relationship, and then. Literally, like, I mean, now we still have his soul living now in Zoya and that dragon. Um, so it's, um, I feel like he's just like, I mean, there's so much about him that we read, which was kind of neat because I I was glad that she didn't, like, write his story because we already heard it. So it's kind of neat to have this, like, aspect of it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he is, he is one of the first Grisha, maybe, you know? I think, you know. If he's even really Grisha. Like, I don't know. It's a it's a difficult one. I mean, I guess because the dragon is his. Because um... he's a Grisha. He started out a Grisha. And then he learns that, like, I mean, because in the stories that we read, he was a man. But then he, like, fought. Killed, killed the dragon. He went to kill the dragon three times. And on the third time he did it. Um, I... Yeah, I mean, I guess. Um, but times then were different. Yeah. Like, that's what he tells Zoya, because he was like, back then, we didn't have a Darkling telling us that there are different, like, orders. We right. just They were... didn't have the the very finite training. They did everything. Yeah. Um, I can't remember, like, but, I mean, like, one of, like, he was really good. Like, there, it was... Spaller, Infernai, or Tide, one of those he wasn't the best at. I can't remember which one yeah. it was, but there was one of them that was like, he knew how to do all these, but he wasn't great. And so he found it almost fascinating. And that's actually one of my favorite parts in King of Scars is his conversation with Zoya when he tells her about his life and she starts, to, he finally starts to like get her to understand that she's got more power. And it's actually that conversation. It's just, um, it's a really cool moment. I remember it a lot. Um, but yeah, he's a tough one. He's, um, he's an, he's an original gangsta, um, old Grisha. OG. OG that can do anything, <laughs> everything. Do it all. Yep. Cool. Well. Well, we yeah, we already talked about the references and everything. Yeah, I so. mean, he's all through. I mean, he's, yeah. yeah, we've heard about him a lot. Yep. Um, and if you haven't, then apparently you haven't been listening. <laughs> no, of course you have. Um, but, well, that was, that was fun. That like. Did you enjoy it? Yes, of course I, I did. did. I know. It's so different. <laughs> Please, like, excuse us because, I mean, we... This is a whole new format. So we were just kind of like having fun. If you do have any ideas or anything like that, please feel more than welcome to email us or whatever and let us know if you have ideas that you would like us to do while we're going through the Lives of Saints. Um, Okay, so it's been a minute, but it's that very special time for... Okay, so let's go live to our Grisha in the field. Alex! 
Hello. Hi. A minute. How are you guys? We're good. It is so nice to see you. Thank you guys so much. I know. I I hope you haven't been sitting out in the field this whole time. Because that'd be pretty cold. No, I've been I've been moving around doing good. Good. So what's up? What's been going on? So I am going to reannounce the cast that we got because I don't know if people heard it last time or anything, but we do have our main four for next season. Ah. We have Louis Tan as Tolia. We have Anna Leon Grofi as Tamar. We have Jack Wolf as Wylan, and we have Patrick Gibson as Nikolai. That's so exciting. It is. Yeah, right? Oh, I was sobbing when I heard the news. Mm-hmm. I just sat on my floor and started crying. I cannot wait. And what's interesting is I had the same question that you did, which is the whole Hendrix like didn't like yeah. Hendrix. They announced him as Wyland Hendrix instead of Van Eck. So I'm curious as to what they're gonna do with that. I imagine it's probably to keep it a secret. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just like they didn't announce Dermhand, but they announced Nikolai. Right. Dang. Wow. I, I'm so excited. Yeah. I can't believe we have them. All the cast has been posting behind the scenes. We have directors posting behind the scenes from last season. But we're getting some really cute videos from everyone backstage getting their makeup on and everything. And we're getting some Wesper content. So I'm excited for that. Absolutely. I love the images that came out of, because I think they put the crows out and then they showed the the fold. Isn't that what they called? They, yeah. I thought it was cute. Or the crew, or I don't know. Was it was really cute. I'm excited. I'm ready for it. Absolutely. I think it's going to... We also have one huge piece of news. Our Santka, our, our queen, our goddess of the Grishaverse, Lee, has gotten married. Muzzle Tov Lee. I saw that pop up and I was like, I gotta put it in there. The pictures were beautiful. Absolutely. She looked gorgeous. Yeah, I agree. They were they were gorgeous pictures, and I'm just so happy for her. She's I didn't even know she was engaged. Oh. We did. Sorry, we didn't spill that tea. We weren't allowed to spill that tea. No. That is A-OK. But, hey, now the world knows. Yes, we don't have to keep the secret anymore. So, there was actually a random piece of news that I found that I made Chris double-check. And I don't know if anybody else has seen this, but are did you know that they're having a shadow and bone convention in Paris I did mention something about that a while ago. It was moved from January to, I think, May or April, April or May, because of COVID. It keeps getting pushed back, but the whole cast is supposed to be there. That's crazy. And I'm just now, like, really computing it. So Yes, I believe it's called A Storm of Crows and Shadows. That's awesome. Is that a weird name? Yeah. By Empire Conventions. I'm jealous, just being honest. Same. Yeah. So, y'all over in Paris, please enjoy for us. Absolutely. Post <laughs> all the pictures. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, please do. Well, 
Well, that was actually quite a bit of news that we've we haven't had news in a while. So hey, that's awesome. Not at all. Well, thank you so much, Alex. And um, yeah, we will see you next time. Yes, my Kefta better get here soon because it's getting cold out in this field. <laughs> well, it's been I, snowing. I don't know what to do. Oh, well, I hope it arrives. You've got the hat, though, right? <laughs> Somewhere here. <laughs> Just a hat without a Kefta. Well, I hope that arrives to you soon. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Yeah. Bye. It was so exciting to get news again. I know. It's, and it was so great to see Alex. I know. Yay. <laughs> so, well, um, thank you all so much for listening. Um, we do have um, one shout out I do want to say from Instagram. Hello to Emily Tosh. What they, up? What up? And so uh, next week. We will be doing the next four saints. So that is um, Vasilka, Nikolai, Lizabetta, and Maradi, which is, if you're actually in the book, pages 19 through 38, but it's the next four saints. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Long live the Grishaverse. Like, we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. It was... No mourners. No funerals. This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and soon TikTok at GrishaCast. And thank you so much for Kinder Dante's in Year 26 for the background music. And, of course, our staff, Chris, Alex, Sid, Michelle, Amber, and Chloe.